0: Hello and welcome to episode 160 of Page One the Writer's Podcast. I'm Marco. I'm Derek. And thanks for joining us on the podcast where we like to speak to writers of all kinds about their writing journeys, find out how they got into the industry and try and get as many hints and tips from them as possible. Uh, we do also now have a sister podcast, which is actually a video podcast. You can watch it full in full video on YouTube Ooh. called Page One Extra, which tries to sort of tackle uh, news that affects writers. And our most recent episode we're talking about the Hollywood writer's strike. We've got a great guest on that, C. Robert Cargill, who has been on this podcast before talking about his writing. But he breaks down really well what's happening in America in terms of the writer's strike and why it's happening and what we can do as fellow writers to try and support them. So um, if you want to check that out, please do go check our YouTube channel or search Page One Extra. Uh, on your favourite podcast app, because it is also released as an audio podcast. But I would recommend that you go and watch it. Not to so that you can see Tarek and I, but so you can see oh. Cargo.
1: <laughs> I'd recommend not watching it so they you can see Marco
0: and I. Yes, indeed. Um, but on to today's episode, we have a great guest.
1: Yeah, this week we're chatting with Abigail Burdis, who, um, as we mentioned last week, has... Uh, started off in the world of TV and sketch comedy, in fact. Uh, Tracy Ullman's show she was a writer on, with w- M- Mitchell and Webb look. Uh, she's also done a bunch of kids' TV, uh, the Beano show, The Adventures of Paddington. Um, she also worked on EastEnders, I think. East Enders, EastEnders, yeah, that's right, yeah. I, she, did, she worked on the BBC Writers' Scheme and a commission for EastEnders. It's, it's a really interesting screenwriting career, and she's now made a jump from that into the world of books with mother's day which is a kind of more of a dark thrillery vibe around that compared to a kind of comedy stuff
0: yeah yeah very much so it's a it's like a proper thriller but it it still has elements of dark humor in it and uh, we interviewed uh, abigail shortly before the book came out it is now out and you can go and pick that up Mm -hmm. um but it's a really interesting chat talking about her experiences as a screenwriter and the differences between screenwriting and writing fiction. So um, we're going to get straight into it after a quick advert for our writer's notebook, and then we'll be back at the end of the podcast with a bit more chat and to let you know about next week's guest.
1: For now, on with the podcast.
0: The blank page. To some, it's terrifying, an obstacle to overcome. But we prefer to think of it as an opportunity, a blank canvas to be filled with all of the adventures and characters in our head. So how to overcome that fear? Well, we all know the best advice for a writer is... Write. Seriously, get words on the page and more will follow.
1: But what about later, when you start trying to pull those threads of what you've written together? What about the character you wrote about way back at the start? Who was she again? What was she carrying? And where did she leave the MacGuffin that she now really needs in the third act? Think about all those top thrillers you like to read. Or that amazing drama you just watched. What did they all have in common? Structure? screenplay, a comic or any other kind of story, we truly believe that when you use it, it will help you get to the main event, writing your story. So we hope this helps.
0: We can't wait to read what you come up with.
1: And remember, every story starts with page one.
0: I normally start the podcast by asking our guest if they always want to be a writer, but you obviously are a writer but you also perform as well what was your ambition I suppose or what did you want to be when you were growing up?
2: Uh, I actually found um, an exercise book from when I was a kid recently with like a proper I want to be a writer kind of like what do you know what do you want to be when you grow up and it was a I want to be a writer but it said I want to be a writer who writes good books that people okay. want to read, which I thought was quite, quite specific for a 10-year-old to be you, like. You, you must have read some bad uh, books
0: recently, yeah. Yeah, not any <laughs> bad
2: books, yeah. good ones, but also that that was defined as that people want to read. I was clearly a populist, right? <laughs> like no no interest in being an intellectual, just like, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I have. I suppose I always have, but yes, I have also been an actor. I'm kind of a lapsed actor, I think i'm like i'm like i've been an actor at various points When i'll wow. just do whatever anyone will pay me to do essentially <laughs> so um yeah not anything not anything but um but that i do do some acting sometimes but um mostly i've been writing um almost exclusively since the pandemic mm. so you know since so for the last what is it what is it now four years
1: Definitely feels like that yeah
2: yeah, oh my God, yeah I suppose four it is years. yeah
0: coming up yeah. Well, coming up for that but well how did you go going back to that start that those ambitions to be a good writer yeah um how <laughs> did you take those first steps because I think it, I read that you started your writing with sketch comedies that is that right
2: i've I started getting money proper right. money for sketch sketch comedy so I did um but I started writing. I think the first thing I wrote professionally—I mean, in in that it was put
1: on—was
2: <laughs> like a very pointy-headed uh, verse play about, right. um, you know. Um, so that was yes. Yeah, so it was a it was kind of a nativity play. It was in it was in verse, and it was a translation of a French philosophical novel by michelle tournier so it was not that again that was not populist that was very much yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the guys can you sit through this kind of everything <laughs> um but yeah so i think that was uh, but that went on as part of the uh, the battersea arts center when i was so i think that was like the first thing i wrote in my sort of early 20s um when i was starting out and then i, I sort of got into comedy in my mid twenties and started doing a uh, sketch comedy and a double act with the um, amazing um, woman called Cicely Giddings. I don't know if you heard, anyway, she's a, she's a genius, really, really funny woman. And I sort of saw her and I was like, I'm going to work with you. And, uh, and we put on a, um, a show at the Edinburgh Festival. And then I started writing things for myself and then for other people and then doing bits of acting and Things like that, yes.
1: And, I mean, how did you find it when you were obviously you'd, you'd done some writing by yourself, and then you started to work with a partner, and you're writing this stuff with someone else? And how did that compare? Was it must have been a very you know you know like like a different experience, but obviously one that you kind of it sounds like it kind of launched you. And you kind of got that oh, kind of yeah. I mean, I going after
2: it. I just loved it because you know it's lonely, isn't it, writing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're in your own head a lot. Of time, yeah,
2: right? you are. And then it was just like she was. St- she just made me laugh so much and um and then it's also it just it's a useful um quality control isn't it I'm sure other people have said that that if you both like it it stays in yeah it's kind of yeah. a good um
0: especially for comedy writing I think it can be quite difficult to to know if something that you're sitting there typing out and laughing at is actually going to be found funny <laughs> by, by no, other people you so, got that
2: is it just me yeah yeah and it quite often it is so, <laughs> so it's good to have a, a very clever woman going no no, no that's funny also but it's all, that's a weird thing about comedy right do you guys write comedy no not
0: no not well really. we we, we, wrote,
1: we wrote a comedy script we did funny, it's but it's,
0: it's, sure it's in it the else. vault let's see is yeah. it
2: yeah. Is it a sitcom
0: no it was it no, was it.
1: like a um what do you call it like a
0: I can't remember. R- really. Frat pack type, Will Ferrell type. Yeah. Like a comedy
1: script.
2: What like guys acting like children?
1: <laughs> Largely, <laughs> yes.
2: Right. <laughs> I Just mean, That can be a very lucrative.
1: <laughs> yeah, what you think? So, Will we'll Ferrell. We're not sure to Will Ferrell. That's that's. that's that was our next step. Yeah, I, I think We're... send it off ten minutes
2: each. Have you sent it to Will Ferrell? Is it not, Pharrell? Ferrell? No.
0: Yeah, not not yet. But uh, you know, we'll we'll get round to that, and I'm sure. I'm I sure once he'll auditioned
2: pick it up. to be his love interest in a movie oh really yeah
1: that was you, was, was he there did
0: he was you,
2: not there the at the audition but i was at the time i was really insulted because i was like this guy's old
1: <laughs> what played, film is it
2: i wouldn't go out with him come on and now i'm like i've got an audition to play him. what i should have been like so, so happy just to be considered She was the arrogance of youth oh, who's this old guy <laughs> <at it>. yeah
1: <laughs> Bro, what what film was that from?
2: Uh oh i shouldn't say but it was a film that didn't that turned out to be a massive box office flop so oh so you dodged I, a yeah i dodged a bullet i dodged a bullet although yeah. it would have been a bullet with a lot of money attached yeah yeah so <laughs> exactly I, I, basically i would have taken that bullet the amount of money you've
1: got your pride you've got your pride still so it's fine that's worth that's priceless okay all right yeah
2: let's say that let's say that um Um, yeah
0: and, and actually just sort of on that subject of comedy and sort of frat pack comedies and stuff like that i mean i've read that you know you you've said that comedy is largely dominated by male voices and things like that so was oh, that must it... have
2: been a long time ago that I was still saying things like that <laughs> but I don't want to but... say stuff like that exactly
0: <laughs> but you know is is that well I was going to say is that still the case is that getting better is it hard to break in if you're not well,
2: a male it's, voice? I mean it is quite a it's a bit like plumbing or something it's just mm. it's just a bit like traditionally hasn't it but I think mm. that's changing very very rapidly and there's, you know, there are all sorts of voices being heard now which weren't being heard even three, four years ago. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. like there's been a real shift, um, not just for female voices, but for LGBTQ and all sorts of other things. So there's been a real change in comedy, I think, and um, which is all all to the good, all positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, I I wouldn't know if I would necessarily say that now. But um, maybe just I'll shut up now. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Pressure. I did run this. I did run this um club that we ran this club called the Female yeah. Pilot Club. Yeah. I did, yes, that's mm. so. That was the idea was to um enhance amplify female voices because in comedy it tends to be that like the process is quite uh, arcane and quite hard to get a grip on. And so what we wanted to do was to have that what happens is that people who are starting out tend not to get a table read and it's usually but it's a, usually only by the time you get it read out that you can kind of work out what's funny mm-hmm. if okay. you're a if you're a comedy writer but you're not a performer yourself or you don't have friends who are performers it can be quite difficult to get to that stage where you're going I'm hearing the rhythms I'm hearing yeah. what people laugh at what don't so we did we organized that so that we could get um you know, people, we we do public read-throughs of unproduced scripts, or we did, I'm, I don't work for them anymore, uh, but they've carried on going on to Great Things Without Me with um, a UK TV uh, partnership and stuff. But they we sort of put on these things and we read them out and then, you know, writers actually at all stages of their career could hear whether or not they worked in the room. I mean, we had, like, complete beginners and they've also put on um you know like georgia pritchett and writers who writes succession and like really amazing writers like successful writers as well um just so that we put them on in the room and see if they were funny so it's like it's it's also about hearing them with an audience audience as well as Mm -hmm. a production audience because you know people who work in comedy industries tend to say stuff like yeah that's funny yeah.
0: yeah that's right <laughs> keep that
2: in <laughs> like you know rather than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's hear the sound guys so um yeah so we have like half real people and then half industry types mm-hmm. and then the industry types see the real people laughing and they go oh I see yes I see it's funny here and here and but it's also quite interesting reading out those scripts just because you you could um, I think it's very useful for writing stage directions and action
1: Yeah.
2: Um, because quite often like the action would get some of the biggest laughs and you don't I think uh, especially new writers tend to be a bit um are, the action tends to be written quite badly <laughs> I didn't say that but tends to be not paid as much attention to as the dialogue yeah. um and so it was really interesting to see how important it is to write action well, especially in comedy. See, I, I always wondered about
1: that because because so cause you're totally right, and there's there's loads of great comedy stuff that's like a physical comedy scene. And I always wondered how is that written on the page? Like, is that is that written? Like, how much of it is the writer and how much of it is the actor? And and how do they know what to what to do. how to play a scene in a certain way to make it funny?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is when you're writing it is to try and do. I always give the instruction to the uh, comic timing is like out loud so verbalize it in the most succinct way you can does that make sense
1: sort of actually say like this is a this is a funny
2: no you st- like you'd say okay oh oh no well look at the look at i don't know think of a famous comedy scene look what about um, the, is it the Farrelly brother who are the ones who did something about Mary yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah okay yeah.
2: so the, the the he's having a you know
0: yeah.
2: making, clearing the pipes before a date scene <laughs> yeah. and then so in that you'd be like you know he looks at his hand he puts his hand <laughs> oh, oh what is that is it gel and then puts it in his hair so that so that you've got the timing of what the actor thinks mm-hmm like
1: right okay
2: right because if you if the actor's thinking it the right thing the audience will read the right thing and they'll laugh does that
0: okay yeah yeah, it it, yeah. But it's it's all it is a skill isn't it that you have to develop it, writing script, scripts especially because there's that whole thing about um you know show don't tell and all of that sort of stuff so you know yeah. i think you're discouraged from putting too much description and it has to be just the right amount essentially and, the, and in the right place as you say for yeah the, for the actor to know what is needed
2: absolutely and with the right rhythm so it's that mm-hmm. thing of going yeah okay so that will be a shot so it needs to be a new sentence because it's going to be yeah. the next shot mm-hmm. and yeah. like getting that rhythm right and off his look and you know it's, and it's also just reading other scripts so that you go oh that's how they do that thing when when a Actor gives a reaction, raises an eyebrow, or whatever mm. it is. That's how most people would describe it. And also putting jokes, like often, I love it when people put jokes in about the character description.
0: Right. Okay. Like he
2: looks like the kind of guy who, right? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah so of Suppose that feeds yeah. into the whole. Yeah. Depending on what type of script it is, then that. Yeah. The whole voice yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. Script, uh-huh. isn't yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It gives, exactly.
2: Yeah. Gives the tone. It gives the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes how rude you're going to be. Mm. how you know how savage how cynical all of mm. those sorts of things which are tonally really important in comedy
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean is, is it easier to break into comedy then if you are a kind of one man band or one woman band who does everything like you know writes it and then maybe acts in it or directs it and and kind of has an oversee of the whole thing or is is it is it is it still possible to go in and just focus on script writing? i mean i
2: don't know i'm still trying to break in. <laughs> 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 but like I mean it's hard going in and just focusing on script writing. Obviously if you can act and stuff, then you could do nowadays you can do like, you know, people do stuff online which is really successful mm. yeah, on yeah. themselves doing repeated sketches. Look, it works best when people like choose a format. Yeah. And they stick with the format. But like Michael Spicer did that mm. thing next door. Not that he was, exactly. he was already a guy, he already had loads, of, but you know, he found a great format that he was, you know, um yeah. which fantastically repeatable. <laughs> Yeah. um sketches
1: uh sarah, sarah cooper as well i think with the trump gags that she did is it sarah sarah cooper is that her name she was the one who did the kind of she was the person the voiceover of trump oh, or voiceover. Voiceover. trump yeah. that's it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
2: that's exactly. funny it's funny i yeah i have a couple of friends who do that and they're doing it really well and i'm monetizing it you know mm-hmm. so they they get enough views that they make money off advertising yeah i think you have yeah. to work incredibly hard and like lots of them are dropping like a video a day and yeah you know yeah. there's lots and lots of um work so people do do it that way um but then other people will write a script like a sitcom script and then send that out to an agent and then like if you've got a killer script you know i still think that's a, a very good way in mm-hmm. i mean there you
0: go Tarek. So We've got it. Once this, we'll just, got we're,
2: we're there. We're ninety percent there.
0: Exactly. Man. <laughs> um, um, uh, well, so so you, you that that's how you that's how you started. And that's how you you sort of broke in. And then since then, obviously, you've gone on to write. Um, you've written some plays. You've written for yeah. the screen as well. Um,
2: yeah. I write now. literally whatever anybody will give me any money, <laughs> or even just even they just say, hey. We might give you some money later. I'll go right. No <laughs> yeah, <okay, that'll> <laughs> problem.
0: Well, I mean, I was going to ask: How do these? Is it? Is it a? Uh, you know, how do the opportunities come up? How do, do you have an agent that finds these things for you, or once your name is known, do people then approach you and say, "Can you write this? Can you write that? How, how does that work?" Um,
2: I do. I do have an agent, um, and I have had for for a long time. But I think. Um, I mean, I think you sort of still have to make your own opportunities and, mm. uh, you know, talk to people. I've, I'm always coming up with crazy money-making schemes where I try to inveigle my very funny friends into, like, go, putting their name on things and going like, I'll be like, oh, Tom Ward. Do you know Tom Ward? He's an amazing stand-up. He's a genius. They're obviously going to make a sitcom with him. What I'll do is I'll write a sitcom for him and then get him to say he's going to be in it. <laughs> And then, but you know, so I do a bit of that um, and then um, and that doesn't like, but with telly, you're always kind of, well, for me with telly, it's, um, it's complicated trying to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like nowadays uh, people are less willing to pay for a script if they haven't got a broadcaster on board okay. already. And right. so obviously that's a big deal, getting a getting a broadcaster to say they're interested or they'll pay the production company for the script. So mm-hmm. people trying to put the money together in different ways. Like lots of people are doing lots of co-pros now. But again, I wish, I suppose the thing I wish I'd understood better earlier on in my career, if this is the sort of thing that's useful, is um, how things are funded and... Mm-hmm. How, the, how things actually get to the TV mm-hmm. and who pays for them. Um, I wish I'd kind of had a better grasp on that because I think I might have been better at communicating with the people who have the money.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
2: I'm like, I'm the guy who has the ideas and then you have the money, but I don't know how to persuade you that this is an idea yeah. worth investing in and that is sort of part of your job as a writer and I think it's a part of my job that it's certainly taken me 20 years to kind of even begin to get my head round.
0: Does, does that mean that it is still quite a London-centric industry then if you actually have to be in communication with these people that are going to fund things and things like that? I don't think it's
2: about being in communication with them I think it's about um, well, all it's, although that can help, that can help, I think, I think like having a lot of meetings next to each other mm-hmm. can really help. Because if you have one meeting, this happens to me quite a lot, because I'm always trying to sell something, I've always got some idea, I'm like, hi, I'm, hi, yeah, it's, it's, don't worry, I've got another idea. Don't worry. And so I'll bring an idea to somebody and they'll say, well, oh, it's not quite right, because we're looking for something that's a bit more like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you just get one meeting, you're like... I don't understand what these guys are talking about. What do they mean? They want something that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a bit more um, satirical. What What are they talking about? But then, when you have multiple meetings and you hear lots of people saying the same thing, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. oh, what? They don't really mean satire. They mean. Uh, that there's a trend in the industry for something very theatrical, or mm-hmm. whatever the thing is. Sorry, am I making sense? Yeah,
1: no, yeah, no, no, absolutely. No,
2: um, so that can be useful. Not that that's happened to me very often. That I've had a stream. <laughs> so I just to say, but I think that can be useful. But I think what's really useful is to sort of read how things are funded, and then get your head around writing a selling document that goes with your script. Right. Okay. Get your head around writing a treatment. Um, mm. So I, I'm not, I've am not. i never been very good at that. But I started to like, I asked a couple of friends of mine who were much more successful than me what they did. And they were kind enough to share their treatments with me. And I was like, oh my God, I need to up my game. These treatments are really amazing. And they describe the story world really appealingly and they're intriguing in and of themselves. And they've got loads of information about character told very, very succinctly. And there is everything worked out for, like, two series, three series.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: okay. And you go, okay, right, <laughs> yep, I got it. And the the way that they're selling it is very, very compelling. You know, some, yeah. sometimes I, you know, I'll read something and I'll just be like – I mean, I've read a friend of mine's treatment. I won't say what it is because, obviously, it's amazing. a guy called Robin French who's um, – he writes um, Cuckoo. He wrote Cuckoo. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he he shared a treatment with me. I was just like, Oh my that is literally the best idea I've ever <laughs> I would I would watch that too. I know oh I'm so excited to see this on T V, but you could really see it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so it's that thing where you're like, Oh yeah, that's really, really good. So I think that can be very useful. I think it can be really useful to read other people's scripts and to read each other's treat other yeah. people's treatments if they mm. if they're willing to share them with you.
1: I mean, we've we've certainly chatted to folk in the past who've who've written for film, film and TV, and and it, the kind of vibes always been that there's there's so many people in this chain that you need to like get sign off from, and everything needs to come together for it to be made, and the you know so all these moving parts that have to line up just right. Whereas, and this is a very smooth segue. Whereas if you're writing a book, yeah. for instance, it's just you and the book and. Obviously, there is an editor and a publisher yeah. and stuff, but far fewer people yes. between you and the and the reader or the or, or the consumer, I suppose. Um, which obviously, I am sure you found during your writing your upcoming book, Mother's Day.
2: It yes. da, 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 <laughs> was
1: good is not it? Yeah, it was smooth.
2: Um, yes, there there are there were fewer gatekeepers, mm-hmm. but also, um, there it means that you get to work out the story. Often in TV you're changing things on the hoof because a producer says they like a particular element of it. And so you're like, okay. Oh yeah, you like that character here. Oh, don't worry. I've got more, you know, so it's, <laughs> it can be quite like reactive and responsive. Yeah. Whereas if you, with a book like mother's day, you have the time to sit down and really, really embed your structure and really work out exactly what you want to happen. Um, and so that could, I've certainly found that very liberating um, Mm -hmm. being, being alone with my massive crazy board that makes me look like a detective and or a serial killer (laughs) being able to go, right, I know exactly what I want to happen with all of these plots.
0: Well, yeah, uh, we want to ask you about, about your process in a minute, but before we do that, do you want to tell us a bit about what Mother's Mother's Day Day. is about?
2: So, uh, so Mother's Day is, it's not a comedy although it does have some jokes in it hmm. um very very dark jokes <laughs> so so it's um mother's day is about it came about when i um it was about 10 years ago that i had the idea and I, I wrote it first as a film and it was i saw this woman on facebook who had found her mother very suddenly after like wanting to know who she was her whole life and it was just when that you remember that time when everyone had like little signs which looked like those that Bob Dylan video and they would hold them up and go like I was left wherever in the train carriage. Yeah, and then they would just suddenly find their family. And it was, <laughs> it was insane. So she just found her family. And then she said, I really hope I'm the daughter she's been dreaming of all these years. And I thought, oh my god, that is such a dangerous thing. Yeah, though, that yeah. you know nothing expectation
1: about expectation and pressure on yeah. yourself. Yeah,
2: you, yeah, and you're obviously immediately putting yourself in this position of child of trust mm. to this mm. person who you know nothing about and who specifically abandoned you.
1: Yeah,
2: and so, um, so I was like, that's a really interesting.
1: What uh, age are we talking about? Was it? She
2: she was like in her thirties, so that's why I okay. came up with the idea so of Anna. So the story is about Anna who got left um, on a traffic island when she was a baby, and she finds her mother very suddenly, and she meets her birth mother on the same day she finds out she's pregnant herself. So it's this okay. kind of battle for the future of the child and what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So and the the mum is this kind of huge character, eccentric. Rich, who just loves her and wants her to come and live with her, and like all the dream things that you dream mm. of, that this, and then you know, it's a—is this a good idea? That's the, <laughs> that's the story.
0: That yeah. How how did you find that? then writing writing a book as opposed to something mm-hmm. that that is going to be poured over by producers, or you're going to have to try and sell in a different way. Was it was it a liberating process, knowing that? <laughs>
2: You know, it's
0: just your editor that you're having to persuade.
2: Yeah. I mean, I wrote it without having sold it. So I just wrote it with what, and I I wrote it for me, really. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to see if this works and invest the time because it was during second lockdown and I'd Mm -hmm. run out of work and I was like, I'm just going to write what I want to write. And not be chasing anybody, not be chasing any ideas of going, apparently they want something, you know, satirical with zombies. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: You know, (laughs) so, and just write, I I specifically did it as a, I wanted to see if I could, how far I could take a character. Mm -hmm. Like, so I didn't mean to write a crime book. I just ended up writing a crime book. Yeah because I just wanted to see if I could just push this character to really, really change and make a massive arc over the book.
0: And and you said as well that you'd written it originally as a film, um, but then obviously it, it's become a novel. Um, yeah. Well, it, I didn't
2: write the movie. I just wrote the treatment for the right. movie. So yeah, right. Yeah, I was
0: going to ask that. I mean, did you? was it in the case of writing out the treatment, did you think this will work better as as in this format as a novel rather than as a... it
2: it was only later so i'd i'd wrote it i wrote this this plot really quickly and then i'd like put it with all of my many films i've written a lot of film treatments and uh which never get made by the way (laughs) (laughs) i'm always in meetings with people and they're like we love it i'm calling la tomorrow (laughs) they ghost me and nothing happens so so i'm like i was not expecting to sell. so uh, then yeah then it got to the pandemic and i was talking to uh susie steiner um who is a was a wonderful crime author and a good friend of mine sorry i'm gonna cry uh she died last year um but she said uh why are you writing all this tv and why don't you write a book and i remembered that plot and she said you should write about mothers and daughters you should write about your relationship with your mother is what she said and i was like that'd be a horror story (laughs) and she was like yeah well write that then and then so i wrote it It wasn't it's not a horror story it's a thriller uh with some gothic elements um but so yeah so then i then i remembered the the story and it kind of um there's quite a lot yeah and so i i started writing that um but it's it's quite it's weird how it's got stuff in it that because it's a first book I think it's got loads of stuff in it that I don't really know where it came from and it's quite sort of you know comes out of things come roaring out of your subconscious don't they yeah yeah when you're doing first yeah
1: and how did you find the process of 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 writing it you know what was your process similar to when you're writing a script in terms of Sitting down, planning stuff out, do you pants it a little bit? What What was the process there?
2: I always call myself a uh, plotter, but actually, when it comes to it, loads of things change in the in the writing of it. So I planned it very much in terms of the. I'm very interested in. Um, I wrote a little bit on East I had a, and that I'm very interested in the doof doof doof. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very interested in the intrigue and kind of trying yeah. to make something make you want to keep on reading yeah. it. So that requires quite a lot of um plotting in that or at least cutting off the end of the scene before you and cutting off the beginning of a scene to say what's happened next, just to keep things moving uh fast. So I I do tend to plan it out in terms of like the scene conflict and the sorry, is this too technical? No, you no, no. at all. It's really totally like that. Yeah. So I I do a yeah, I do like a proper so I do the scene conflict and I do the uh plus minus of the um, want and the plus minus of the need. Does that, do you do that? Like no, I've heard of no, it, but yeah,
0: I've not tried it. Yeah, so it's
2: like how much, how much do they fulfill their want and how much do they fulfill their need? And, how, you know, A plot, B plot, C plot in time and all those. So I do do that, but then quite often massive things will change while I'm writing it. So I think I've got it all neatly planned out. And then I'll, I'll like literally by the end of chapter one, I'm going, that character's gone. <laughs> this is no i gotta you know things come out in the in the writing of it and also you get drawn along with the story don't you mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. i mean i'm a real uh i get i i have visitations from my characters in my dreams literally stop. go this is not what should be happening <laughs> you have to, like proper crazy stuff so yeah.
1: but there is that there is that kind of we've chatted about, about this in, in in the past about the, the point you reach where the way i've always found it is that i'll be trying to write something and it's normally the ending and it's not working and it's not working and it's probably because i'm trying you're trying to force a character to do something which it doesn't feel right to them and as soon as you kind of give up and just go with what feels right to them the whole thing just kind of suddenly clicks and flows and it makes you think well that has to be the ending because they're not a superhero all of a sudden or they're not like they're not they're, they're not acting in a way which they they shouldn't be yeah you have to be true to the character in that sense
2: yeah i mean i think um that's quite interesting isn't it i think so in when you're writing comedy character consistency is like the only thing that matters okay so it's it becomes like doing anything which is out of character is just absolutely foreboding mm. so if you think about like the great comedies that you see like you know joey from friends mm-hmm. is just always lazy and hungry and that's that's <laughs>
0: but then when they yes. changed his character in his own series it, it didn't work at all. Yeah. So, think, yeah, it, exactly. Cuz
2: we all feel betrayed cuz we've been promised. Yeah, we've made a promise
1: yeah that. that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. We feel
2: betrayed. Yeah, so I think it's yeah, I have a very strong um don't change the but you want to change the character but in that incremental
0: Yeah. uh uh-huh. yeah,
2: yeah, but I know exactly what you mean though. Um I I suppose with this with Mother's Day I knew I always knew exactly what the ending would be. So I wrote the, I wrote the ending, I think, like first. Okay. I mean, I definitely, I definitely knew where it was headed.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And then, um, and then I kind of, you know, tried to, I know I got to take her from A to B. Yeah. And then how do we get, how do we get there? Um.
0: And, yeah. and, um, and when you were writing it, you know, when we're spoken to people that write screenplays or, or scripts or whatever, more they talk about, you know, it, it can become quite a p- quick process for them and stuff. Whereas obviously novels, mm-hmm. being a longer format, generally take longer anyway. But I mean, are you someone? That, are you someone that when you start writing it, are you quite quick to to get get to the end of a draft or? I mean, that know.
2: one was the Mother's Day went far. I've just written the second one and it's taken slightly longer, but I don't know whether it was just because it's slightly more detective y. So there's more mm-hmm. plotting and there's a lot more kind of like, there's a lot of research. I mean, there was some research in Mother's Day, like legal and medical, and there's quite a lot of kind of information to assimilate. Um, so, but yeah, I went, I mean, it was quite fast, Mother's Day. I think I wrote it in four and a half months.
1: Right, okay. Well, it was fast. Yeah. And then,
2: you know, so I was like, Gah! you know, I felt quite sort of, it was kind of galloped along for me. Yeah. But then it takes, then when you read it, you're like, it's taken me two days to read what's taken me like, Yeah. so many months to write.
1: It is funny, though, isn't it? Books are one of these things where... <sighs> And the kind of cost of what people are willing to pay for something, and and how quickly, it, it's it's all of whack. The whole the whole the whole system. It's
2: kind, kind of, of nuts, nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the the like I really enjoyed the process of writing it and writing it fast, and I think writing it fast helped because it meant I didn't get too bored, and also meant that I didn't have time to doubt myself. Mm-hmm. and start questioning myself. And go, I feel like if I'd written it over the 10 years since I had the idea, I'd have gone like, no, I've made a mistake there. I need to go back and, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. second yeah, guess yeah. yourself. And so I tried to kind of be like, I was very kind of um, deliberate with it. I was like, I'm going to write this book and then I'm going to do the system. I'm going to send it out to the readers. And then I'm going to, like, I did everything in the order that you're meant to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Were, Instead of-
1: were you more nervous when you showed the book to editors, etc., for for notes and feedback compared to to scripts, Do you know it, what I feel different.
2: Honestly, I found it so pleasant to, working. In oh, books. cool! And that sounds like people in TV are horrible. <laughs> no, it's because <laughs> it's because in telly there's so much money at stake of mm. every decision. And people just get quite stressed, and there is and you get notes very quickly. So. You know, I'm quite used to going, having people go, that's terrible. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Change everything. <laughs> in, in the people. I hate it. changing. It. So you just sort of get used to going, okay, I'll change that. What, what am I doing wrong? You know, whereas in books, people are so nice and polite. Yeah. And they say things like, are you sure? I mean, you can change it or you don't You don't have to change <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, I'm like, <laughs> they're not going we can't afford a helicopter cut the helicopters yeah you know so um, but also it's been a joy writing books not have being allowed to say what characters think Mm -hmm. in fact that was my editor's biggest note was that he he read it he was like okay so one of the things is you've done so much show don't tell that I have no idea what she's thinking (laughs) At any point, like I could tell from the outside what's good, but you are allowed to say, she wants this, or mm, she thinks yeah. she wants this, or you, yeah. do you know what I mean? You can in a book, and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm allowed to say what the characters think. Oh, which was a real, you know, a real joy, but it's also trying to work out when to use that and to yeah. use it very yeah. and yeah. go, I'm only going to do that when the prose is amazing or sorry that sounds but you know what i mean like really no, yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean i often think that's a, the hardest thing about writing for scripts and stuff is is everything's in the basically the dialogue you know and and, and who a character is and how what their relationship is with another character yeah. has to come through the dialogue and you can't just say, this is my brother you have to actually get that across in a natural yeah. conversational way which I think the is, old is the old happy do. wedding day
2: sis exactly
1: exactly world's best dad yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: let's just set up hello i'm basil exposition um yeah there is it's yeah you've got to avoid that but um yeah so it's nice to be able to indulge in a little bit of a little bit of um internal thoughts and also it's fun because i've got a character who's it's you know um not all of my characters are obviously my characters are unreliable because it's a thriller so so it's fun to work out what's what they're saying about what they think and what their action is betraying which so that becomes the enjoyable subtext which in a script you would write that what this what they're what they're doing would have to contain that subject yeah. within it does that yeah. Make sense
1: Sorry. yeah absolutely
2: yeah. um yes
0: and and you said that you, you wrote this without it being sold so obviously you had to had to get it sold afterwards I mean what was the process there was, was it the same did your agent for the script work represent you in that or did you have to find a literary agent
2: no I found a book agent so right I queried like you're meant to mm-hmm. um and and sent it out for it to, to books and i um met a couple of people and um but it was all very sounds sounds uh it was all quite fast so
1: mm-hmm.
2: it all just kind of happened and i was expecting it to kind of be that you query for a year and then you give up and then you rewrite and then you do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and all of that uh sorry that sounds very arrogant but it was actually kind of quite uh quite full on and oh my god so I, so I, I sent it and I got this agent at uh, United who was very nice and she sent it out she asked for some rewrites and they were really good notes she gave me so I was like "Yup, those are some excellent notes but again like I find in publishing you get just such great notes mm-hmm. whereas in telly you quite often get notes where you're like what <laughs> This <laughs> person doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Whereas I feel like a lot of the people that I've met in publishing really do, they really love books mm. and so that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I'm slagging off telly. It's very nice telly. Oh, well, I love telly. <laughs> no, it's
1: funny. I've, I've been reading a, a see these articles by um, Cole Haddon, I think his name is, who worked on the Dracula TV show, like with Jonathan... Uh, Rhys Meyers. Myers, isn't it? Okay. back in like 2001 or something in sky and it's like a horror show of like of and he goes through meetings he had with like executives who it sounds very similar to you who are kind of like barking things at him and he's like this none of this makes any sense like it's impossible and and he's going through like 20 redrafts and they're like yeah but make it more like punchy And he's like i don't know what that means how what are you talking about and it's it sounds a very very different industry in the TV film side of things. To yeah. Episodes, like
2: so. also sometimes you have two different people from do, two different companies. So right, so you get got a yeah, yeah. Notes,
1: company and then like Fox or NBC. Yeah, or whatever, so you get notes from the totally, broadcaster,
2: yeah. notes from the indie, and then yeah. you like what <laughs> I'm to make Yeah, your notes. What do I do? <laughs> yes, there's a bit of that. Um, so so publishing's been very. It was yeah. It was a really so I, I yes yeah, so I I queried and I got an agent and she asked for a redraft and I did that and then she sent it out and I uh, got an offer from this from Wildfire who are publishing it and it was a preempt offer so it was like one of those oh, you got to take it off the table by five pm kind of offers <laughs> 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 and I was like oh, whoo. Oh. There you go. So, um, yeah. So I, and they just, they, I met with them and they just really seemed to get it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they liked that it was, it's quite unusual. Mm-hmm. And they sort of saw that as a strength rather than, they weren't looking for like a, it's not like a functional thriller. It's yeah. quite an emotional, like the, the change is emotional. Yeah. The transformation yeah. in the characters is, and it's an emotional journey and it's plotted for their emotion rather than like you would for a movie or a tv show Mm -hmm. rather than in terms of knowledge yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah.
2: is that yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: Yeah, exactly Uh yeah yeah, like i don't know is
2: it john york have you read john york's into the woods
1: no i've not read that no i've not
2: that's like the best screenwriting book i love that book so much it's brilliant Oh,
1: I've never heard of that one actually. Okay. Oh, I'm he's the best. He's
2: the best. So I got a training from him when I was doing EastEnders, and he, I, and I was like, "This is my guru. I'm being taught by." Guy, <laughs> it's so amazing. So I was just sitting, I was sitting there at the back of the class, going, "I know this because I've read your book." <laughs> 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 I know
1: Marco, this will this will take us the the yeah, final this is bit a, of our of our journey. Just our, a quick we'll polish of the comedy. script, and then we'll be yeah.
0: there. Uh, and and Mo- Mother's Day, I was going to say though, has had terrific it's out next month uh, yes. as we record this in march um uh, and uh it's had some amazing you know blurbs already from authors like harriet tice janice hallett daisy buchanan Um I so i mean you must be thrilled with the with the reception that it's had so far. it was
2: nice to get it was nice to get the quotes because you do always just go maybe this is rubbish <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're always going oh no i hope it's not rubbish so it was nice to get um some quotes and also lots of quotes of people who seem to like like the the funniness of it mm-hmm. because it's quite a it's always a balance when you're writing um you're dealing with tension so yeah thrillers are like create the tension release the tension through violence create the tension aren't they and then comedy is like create the tension release the tension through a punchline yeah Mm -hmm. and so with writing a comic thriller you're sort of going oh do i do a punchline (laughs) or do i do a literal punch what's what you know what i mean like what's that
1: and it's also harder in a book i think as opposed to something on screen i think it's harder to get especially comedy i feel is harder in in written prose i mean
2: maybe it is because i feel like i do feel like not enough people try it or, not enough yes. people get published with it. Maybe lots of people are writing brilliant comic novels that are not getting published. But I feel like there's not an awful lot of stuff where I'm like, but I want to read something funny. You know, and then.
1: Goodly. Yeah, I, yeah I, agree.
0: I mean, yeah, I've said this before, which with some guests that have, have tried it and, and been successful. But I find it very rare that a book, you know, a book can be amusing and you'll sort of maybe. Smile or something, but for yeah. a book to actually make you laugh out loud yeah. is a great skill, and it's actually pretty rare that it happens. But when it does, it's you know you'll always remember that book because it's able to do that to you. And I think that is, is quite that? a rare skill. I, why is well, it so I, much? Harder I, I mean, I I would have thought part of it is you know if you're watching something, a film or tv or you know you're generally with someone else or something like that and yeah you're a comedy gig and other people are laughing and you're kind of in the mood for it and you want to laugh so yeah for a book when you're reading in silence to suddenly make you laugh out loud you know it must be really funny to to do that
2: i think that's a really good observation i think that um then they say like in old people's homes they sometimes like get the old people to like when they've got dementia, they'll get to sit next to each other because they just start laughing. Yeah, uh-huh. so you I laugh agree. and they'll be in a good mood because you laugh because you're in company. Like whenever yeah. I was doing a gig, if if people are like, if I had a small audience and they were scattered, I would always make them sit together mm-hmm. so they could physically feel each yeah. other's laughter because then they'll laugh. Yeah, yeah. And if people are isolated, they don't laugh. It's a social laughter. You're completely yeah, right. It's almost
1: awkward to laugh if you're not in a group in a lot of
2: ways isn't it It does and it's a social thing mm-hmm. like yeah. laughter is a it's a social function mm-hmm. it's about bonding a group together
0: yeah definitely
2: so so then you're like in if you're writing it you have to create the story world don't you where we understand what the rules are mm-hmm. before you can make a joke yeah so yeah, yeah it is yeah. it's um That's exactly it. Sorry, am I being a bit over? No, over no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It's very
0: it's,
2: interesting. Your norm, normal stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was nice to be, but it was very nice to say in a book what people thought. And it also, that also is an opportunity for jokes, isn't it? Because, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Because then you could have all that, like, because my main character, she, Anna, she doesn't say what she thinks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So there was a big disparity between what she thinks and what she's actually saying yeah. oh, which okay. has got a lot of you know potential for comedy.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And and so so Mother's Day is out next month. Yeah. You mentioned that you have just finished the draft of the second novel. Um <gasps> what, what uh, what's next? Are you, are you still writing for TV and things like that as well?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm writing um uh, pilot show at the moment, uh, I don't know if it'll get made, um, and so, uh, and then I'll probably, um, I'll probably write, um, another book, I think, I think the next thing I'm gonna do is write another book, but I'm only in contract that I've, i got a two book, two books with, um, Wildfire, so I'm finishing that, so that it's the one that I've just finished, and then I'm out of contractor. So I don't know because it's a brave new world where I'm like, What do you do now? You have to <laughs> do-, do you write a new? I think I'll probably write an idea that I had as a um, uh, TV show. So I'm, now I'm just going back at all my old TV shows and going, I never sold that. <laughs> That's definitely
1: gold. <laughs> and is, it, is it similar? Is it going to be a similar kind of vibe, like a kind of dark, a little bit? Comedy yeah. in it or is, are you gonna try and branch into different genres?
2: Well see, book two was um an even darker thriller. Oh cool. So okay. it's very, very dark. <laughs> um but funny also it's about so that one's set in the world of stand-up comedy. Um so that again there were opportunities for jokes there because yeah, I've yeah. done stand-up myself and Basically, I mind loads of my old jokes, but um, but, but um, the next one I think is probably going to be a thriller, but with a um, a bit more of a rom y twist. Because I Good. thought I might I might try and write something slightly more fun, the next one, just to be in a in a lighter space. Because obviously, looking at staring straight into the abyss <laughs> um, <laughs> for six and
1: a half months whatever.
2: can drive you a little bit crazy. <laughs> Um, i'm sure there are, i'm sure you get that from thriller writers do you crime writers
0: yeah yeah i think so although i, I think as well Tarek Tarek's books are pretty dark as well but i think you say you, you you like the the chance to get it all out on the page and then
1: yeah i'm a much nicer person because i get my horrible <laughs> yeah, urges exactly. to kill small kids <laughs> on the page and then i'm i don't hurt any kids in real life so it's, it's fine
2: that's nice i think that is true I think they always say that about comedians, don't they? That like the ones with the the really cheery material are always absolute trozos <laughs> yeah, right. in real life. And the ones with all the, all the darkest jokes are the kindest, nicest guys. Yeah, that's comedians. right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. Guys and girls. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I, I, da- I think that's probably true, but it's also, it can be a bit, it can be a bit much, can't it? When you're just,
1: um, yeah, if it's unrelentingly. Yeah, clear, if it's unrelentingly.
2: It's also when you've got a secret. So in the last book I wrote, there was there's a secret, obviously that has to get revealed. So I know what it is all the time. So for the the reader, then they only just get to find out about it and go, oh, oh dear. Whereas for me, I'm just living going, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about that for the whole time. Um, yeah, the sort of it's all the it's all the reveals, isn't it? And the yeah. yeah. Um, it's really fun to talk to you. Do, have you got anything else you wanted to ask me?
0: Well, I was I was just about to say that um, those are the main questions that we had, but we always end every podcast by asking our guests the same questions, the first of which is, what was the last book that you read?
2: I think the last book I read was actually rereading John York's Into the Woods. Ah,
0: there you go.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
2: There yeah. you go. Excellent. So, which <laughs> well, I reread every time I write a book. Oh really? Just to get my brain in gear. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: check that book out, I think. Mm. Um what about the last film that you watched?
2: I think I've been watching um T V series instead. I've been watching okay. um I've been watching Slow Horses.
1: Oh, oh yeah, it's fantastic. I've not watched it yet, but it's been oh, amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's just so
2: good. So well adapted.
1: I haven't watched the second season yet, but I thought the first one was like really tight. Yeah well written sure. and
2: again the same thing of being like i they just did it so well making it funny but also yeah exciting a, a and lot fun. of
1: humor and then a lot of like thrilling moments and stuff yeah really good yeah yeah that was excellent that's cool yeah. have you watched season two of that have you? i have watched
2: season two okay is it it's, as good as the first one it's it's um it's really good it's um will smith isn't it who writes it who is a comedy writer
0: yeah Oh, I didn't it, know it was the him. Fresh yeah. No, not the fresh. No, prince. not that. Not that Will Smith. <laughs> not that Will
2: Smith. <laughs> not the slightly punchy. <laughs> <laughs> not him. <laughs> um,
1: well, the, the 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 very final thing we do is a very quick fire either or, and I always say there's no right answer here apart okay. from perhaps one. But we'll start off with uh, novel writing or screenwriting.
2: Novel writing at the moment.
0: Uh, TV or cinema.
1: TV. Uh night owl or early bird?
2: Early bird.
0: Uh music or no music when you're writing?
2: No music. No that music. way madness lies. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: uh, the last one um I'm going to go for audiobook or ebook. Ebook. I've
2: actually never <laughs> listened to an audiobook.
1: Not, oh, one. Right. Okay. not one,
2: not okay. one. I've recorded my own. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I haven't listened to it back. heard one. So when I hear back my own, I will be. And...
1: That'll be your first. Yeah. <laughs> me. Well, you're 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 one of the few guests who pick ebook. Um, if I'd asked you real book or ebook, what would you say? Real to book. Uh, I've got lucky <laughs> You're lucky you didn't. That didn't kill. That didn't kill. Tarek tries fine. to get nobody ever picks the
0: ebook, but it's very rare. so
2: Why? I'm
1: trying, I don't know. I don't know because they're idiots. People are just idiots. Who's like the smell of books and kind of weird stuff like that. like
2: that? Yeah. I'm just really bad with technology, so I will manage to break even a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But also, there's loads of books hanging around my house at the moment because my husband's judging the Booker. All so it's right. just oh, like cool. they're just like piles and piles and piles <laughs> of books so like,
1: how many books is, i mean how many is a hell of a pile to read through I imagine for that it's oh, like
2: 150 books my is god.
0: Actually?
1: oh my yeah. god yeah
2: that's nuts I it's mean, like a book that's a day where
0: you, that's where you need an audiobook and play it at three times speed or something
2: <laughs> super speed <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god! I think you've just come up with some amazing hack for judging. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's uh, yeah, you can pass that on as a tip. I would say. Um, well, uh, thanks very much, Abigail. That was a that was a lot of fun and really interesting. That was so
1: much fun. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah,
2: that, that was, Thank guys, you great. so much. I really appreciate your time. Oh,
1: that was a great chat. Really enjoyed chatting to Um to Abigail there and, and as we've chatted to other people before in the past that difference between the notes you get from a, a publicist and the notes you get from a screen publicist what's the word for you Marco
0: it's not publicist it's editor, editor.
1: that's the problem so the <laughs> yeah. notes you get from an, e- an editor uh, is this usable I don't know the notes you get from an editor and the notes you get yeah, from the
0: notes The notes in the different in the different industries are very different it, it seems I think. I think in publishing as we've heard before the notes are very much sort of almost suggestions you may want to do this, you may want to do that and they they very much are trying to improve the the thing whereas i think in tv depending on how many production companies are involved or whatever then you can get lots of different notes conflicting notes like what she was saying and notes that are just sort of like rewrite this whole thing by tomorrow sort of a thing so it's, it's a very different culture as she was laying out there um so it must be sort of a relief to move from that that sort of feedback to the world of fiction i guess but obviously she wants to stay working in both and it interesting as well that she was able to she's she's got all these treatments that she's written that she's able to mine now as possible fiction stories as well which is always useful it shows that you should never throw anything you've written away because it can come back
1: yeah, absolutely. And you can pick up Mother's Day right now in all good and evil bookstores. Um, it's a fantastic read. And if you're a fan of our comedy stuff on, on the TV, then this has been a little bit of a change of pace, but it's still very, very good. Yeah,
0: although I think I think there definitely is still that.
1: Yeah, it's, quite a it's, it's, dark not like humor it's not like she's written Seven, there. It's, just, it's still, yeah, yeah, exactly. still dark humour, exactly. Although
0: it sounds like her next book might be even darker, <laughs> yeah. but, but we'll, we'll wait and see. <laughs> um, but thanks very much to Abigail for coming on. And next week, uh, we've got another great guest.
1: Yeah, next week we're chatting with Louise Swanson, uh, also known as Louise Beach. Uh, she's written a, a number of uh, really interesting novels, she kind of memoirs and crime mm-hmm. novels, um, short story she's done local paperwork and her, her latest book is end of story it's called and it's um the tagline i believe is the most original thriller you'll read this year with a twist you won't see coming I
0: mean, which is perhaps the least original tagline <laughs> i do it.
1: i always <laughs> wonder when you see these taglines in the title it's it, obviously it's the yeah. big marketing thing but i mean it's getting incredible quotes from incredible people uh and it looks absolutely fantastic
0: yeah yeah so uh, yeah it's a good chat so please do tune in for that one um I mentioned last week that we would be recording a live podcast at Chimera Festival, and I think at that stage, the guest was still a secret, but we now know that we will be speaking with R.J. Barker, author Ooh. of, amongst other things, The Bone Ships, which is a really fantastic fantasy novel. Um, so that is a live podcast at Chimera Festival in Edinburgh at the start of June. Uh, the ticket, you do need a ticket to come along, but the tickets are free. the best type of ticket there exactly so if if you are um, in Edinburgh and fancy the the sound of that then please do grab a ticket it would be great if it wasn't just me and Tarek (laughs) 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 Um, but otherwise if you've enjoyed this episode please do take time to rate and review us Uh, that always helps give us those five star ratings are really much appreciated and Please do check out our other podcast, Page One Extra, as well as I've said. Yeah,
1: and if you want to get in touch with us to tell us how much you love or hate the outputs that we're doing, you can get in touch a number of different ways. Now they are, first of all, Twitter. It's uh, at UK Page One, or you can drop us an email, which is podcast at writegear.co.uk, or we're also on Mastodon, which is writing.exchange forward slash at Page One Pod. And I believe Mark was working on ten more social media platforms
0: right now, <laughs> just to try and confuse you. <laughs> and also, uh, if you do watch page one extra, you can leave a comment there. And also, oh, we course. do put up, we do eventually put these podcasts up on YouTube as well of Page One, the Writers Podcast, and you can leave comments under those as well. And we'll be sure to respond if you do, just in case that is an incentive to to leave a comment.
1: Is this um, is this life under the algorithm now Marco? Yeah, basically. We
0: all live to serve. Exactly. I need to ask people to do different things every week to try and make sure that the podcast is spotted. <laughs>
1: the internet knows that we exist.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, any any form of contact is much appreciated. It's pleased. To... <laughs> is anyone
1: out there? Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but otherwise we will see you next week for another great episode.
1: See you later. We'll